and gentlemen, welcome to the Walk Show Podcast. This is your host, Walker Nier. Thank you so much for tuning in. On today's episode, I give some thanks to listeners and talk a little bit about some changes to the show. Um, also, talk about a recent concert I went and saw by an artist named Jose Gonzalez, who is absolutely incredible. Uh, the new Tool album, Fear Inoculum, that just dropped. Uh, and then I also share some some freestyle raps that I found <laughs> that I've just been completely mesmerized by recently. Uh, and then finally delve into Vlad TV, which is a very popular YouTube channel, and uh, kind of explore the Tupac murder a little bit. Uh, today's show of the music is by Misha Zarens. Again, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Uh, I just really wanted to, to take an opportunity to say uh, thank you so much to everyone who has listened to The Walk Show. Um, I've got pretty consistent listener numbers. It's a pretty small amount of people, but uh, but that's all good. Uh, I feel like that, that it's just a matter of time to get the show some more range as far as, as getting it out there to people. Um, but the people who do listen, I, I really, you know, this has been a a really awesome thing for me to to do. Um, it's been really rewarding for me personally. And, you know, certainly that's helped by the fact that <laughs> I have an audience that, that is interested in listening. Um, and I really just, I can't thank you enough. There's some listeners that I know very well personally, and that actually reach out to me and give me feedback on a somewhat regular basis. And, and some listeners that I don't know. And the reason I say I don't know is because I, I can see where people listen from. And uh, at the very least, I don't recognize some of the city state combinations that I'm seeing and, and being able to place who it might be that that's that's listening from a particular location. Um, either way, like I said, it, it really just it, it means a lot to me. I, you know, m- many of you know, and I've talked about another podcast episodes before, but I, I used to do stand up comedy and uh, doing the podcast has been kind of a, a way back into that kind of arena, if you will, not into doing stand-up specifically. And certainly doing this podcast is actually very different than, than doing stand-up other than I'm talking into a microphone, uh, assuming, you know, for an audience. Um, but it's a, it, it, it's, it's been, like I said, for me, a, a creative outlet that I, I was kind of missing and I didn't realize how much I was missing it. And so uh, again, just thank you so much for listening. And, and, and another person that I really want to thank um, very specifically in this is, is Misha, Misha Zarens, who's been doing the production and the music for the walk show since inception. Um, Misha has a ton of stuff going on in his life. He's like, we've talked about, he's a you know lifelong musician, which all of us benefit from. Uh, he also is basically a rocket scientist. <laughs> he will say he's not actually a rocket scientist, but whatever. He's, he's got a, a very demanding professional life as well. Um, and it, it just wasn't working out anymore as far as timing um, for him to, to continue doing the production. So I am actually taking over the production responsibilities for the walk show. However, we still get to use Misha's music. And so that'll still be featured in the show. So really, as far as, you know, from a listener experience, um, I don't think you'll, you'll hear anything real different other than maybe the audio quality won't be quite as good <laughs> as it was when we had a professional doing it, but, um, 
But Misha really, you know, I, I called him up and asked him what microphone I should get. And and he really just kind of embraced the whole idea and ran with it. And if it, if it weren't for him, I absolutely would not have done the podcasts, I, I don't think, because I would have been too afraid of, of the unknown. There, there's there's too much stuff going on. And I would have felt like I, you know, wouldn't have been able to get my my arms around it. But uh, because I was able to work with Misha for the last you know almost year, nine months, whatever it's been, um, I didn't have to worry about a lot of that. I, I just had to worry about trying to get stuff recorded. And then he kind of really ran with the production side of it. And and now I've it's allowed me to to have time to get comfortable with with doing some of this stuff and, and producing the episodes. So um, again, I just. Uh, from the from the very bottom of my heart you know thank you so much misha for for all of the help that you've given me and thank you for continuing to be a part of the show going forward uh i hope that we have misha back featured as a guest you know honestly as often as he wants uh, he's clearly one of my closest friends so i think he's a very interesting <laughs> person so i'm interested in talking to him pretty often um but yeah there's just you know there and and, and, and to be to be clear like i said you know the, the folks out there that are listening and especially the ones that give me feedback, uh, I really, it, it really, it, it really makes me tick. So I, re- I really, really appreciate it. Another thing I want to talk about is I have actually just launched a new podcast called Pick Up Your Sticks with Brett Lindley. Brett has been a guest featured on the Walk Show for a few different episodes. I think, I think, I think maybe three different episodes he's been on, uh, and I think two of them were about video games. So. Uh, it actually just kind of made a lot of sense for for he and I to, to collaborate on on a gaming podcast, uh, which is what Pick Up Your Sticks is. It is a podcast about why gaming matters. And we launched just a couple of weeks ago. We've got, I think, three episodes out now. Uh, it comes out on Sundays, just like the walk show. So for those of you who enjoy the video game coverage or who want to, to you know dive into that stuff more, uh, please check out Pick Up Your Sticks. It's on all the streaming platforms. It's on YouTube. We've got a website. We've got Facebook, Twitter, the whole thing. So um, by all means, check out Pick Up Your Sticks if you're wanting gaming. And if you're one of the many Walk Show listeners that does not uh, want <laughs> to listen about video games because it's just not where you're at, uh, then rejoice. It's very unlikely that you'll hear much about video games on the Walk Show. I mean, I can't say I'll never bring it up or it'll never come up, but I, I don't think there will be any more episodes that are dedicated to that. Um, as, as is evident, you know, gaming is a pretty significant hobby of mine and something I'm pretty passionate about. And it's just, it's really easy for me to deep dive into it or or nerd out as, as we call it, uh, on, and just going on and on and on about gaming and different games and specifics and all that. But it doesn't really match, match the, the rest of the content of the walk show. And, and, uh, I think everything else is a lot, a lot more accessible by anyone, uh, and so, yeah, it just made a lot of sense to kind of branch off and do a separate show dedicated just for gaming. So that way the walk show can be more about all of life, you know, <laughs> and I don't get caught up and in, in, in get on these tracks where I, I just want to talk about, you know, a game for an hour. So, yeah, pick up your sticks podcast. Super excited about that. Hope you if you're interested in gaming, go check it out. If you're not interested in gaming but just love to hear my voice, then then I guess that would be a, a thing for you there. But it is all about gaming, so there won't be there won't be me doing a book review or <laughs> or having uh, interesting guests that talk about their their puppet show or you know whatever the case may be. Uh, that stuff will be here on the walk show. 
So recently I went to the St. Louis for a Jose Gonzalez concert. It was just a, a Friday ago. Jose Gonzalez is an acoustic singer-songwriter that is one of my favorite musical acts of all time. I mean, it's if you look at my, you know, my playlist histories, Tool is at the very top of that, of course. Um, and then and then Jose is actually just right there with it. Uh, like I when I used to listen to all my music in iTunes, it would track a play count. And like the top like 50 songs or something that I listened to in iTunes were either exclusively Tool or Jose. And that was it. Um, Jose, I believe it's a, like a Spanish style guitar that he plays. Um, it's a lot of finger picking and really intricate stuff. And it, it's just it's crazy because he can play a more and and this is me being ignorant to how <laughs> how to talk about music actually but he will play a like a you know more of like a higher pitched melody while simultaneously also playing a lower pitched one all on the same guitar and it, it and and maybe that's happening all the time and again I I'm not sophisticated when it comes to actually understanding how it all works but um just really cool, just like a really, really, really cool um, sound and a really beautiful sound. And yeah, I mean, it was a bucket list concert for me. Um, if you haven't checked out Jose, you might have heard him before. He's in there's a movie called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller, which I highly recommend, by the way. Um, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty is one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. Actually, it is through and through an excellent movie. It's kind of about a guy who never really takes any risks and never really has any adventure in his life. And then just kind of decides to go for it in this particular circumstance and, and then has this, this pretty grand adventure. And, and there's this, there's this scene where a character is, is uh, longboarding, which is like a, a really large skateboard, <laughs> kind of a really long skateboard, hence longboard. I mean, he's longboarding down this mountain in Iceland and I mean, on a, on a paved road, but, but he's, he's got to get somewhere and he doesn't have any quick way. And he used to be a skateboarder or something. So he, he feels confident he can do the longboard. And so he just takes off. And I don't know if you've ever seen Iceland, but it is actually one of the most gorgeous locations on earth. And, and Jose Gonzalez is the soundtrack to this scene. So it's just this really cool scene where it's this really, you know, in the movie, it's an empowering moment for the character and in the, and just visually, it's very striking because Iceland is is that. And then the music to it is just, oh, man. I mean, I'm literally I'm getting goosebumps right now <laughs> thinking about it. It's so good. Um, and then you've got uh, the video game, which, hey, I, I know I said no more gaming talk, but <laughs> it's relevant. Uh, the video game Red Dead Redemption that was for Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, that actually features a Jose Gonzalez song that is also just perfectly perfectly placed in in the the game um but yeah jose gonzalez amazing he's he he has his own original songs uh which are great and then he also does covers of songs that are just they're just really really good like there's this song called heartbeats that he does that's a cover and it's probably one of his most famous songs but it's actually a cover. I think it's like Knife or something is the name of the original artist. I could look it up, but I'm lazy. Um, my favorite cover that he does is actually a song called Teardrop, 
if you are a fan of Massive Attack at all, which is like a trip hop electronic music group, um, Massive Attack, one of their most famous songs is is Teardrop, and Jose Gonzalez covers it, and it's his cover is just incredible, and it it's so cool because. And, you know, if you're not familiar with either of these artists, this might sound kind of bizarre, but but Massive Attack, again, is electronic music. So it's it's not it's not techno, unza, unza, you know, <laughs> necessarily type stuff, but it's um, yeah, it's just it's like it's not an acoustic guitar, right? It's not an acoustic guitar in one vocalist. There's a lot of production to it, I guess you could say. There's a lot of effects and there's just a lot going on in the Massive Attack song. And it's a beautiful song, Teardrop, by, by Massive Attack. It is it is amazing. And the vocals in it are great. And so then to hear someone cover it just as a solo act with a, an acoustic guitar and, and himself, you know, doing the vocals, I just didn't even know that was possible. I just didn't, I had never even fathomed someone trying to do that. I mean, you know, certainly you hear covers of of popular songs, but but often they're like, you know, they're like popular country or popular rock songs or, or just older pop type songs. But it's not it's not something that's um, just an entirely separate genre of music in that way. Right. Like something that's not created. Like, I don't know that Massive Attack. I, I don't know. But I, as far as I'm aware, I don't I don't know how they would create that live. Right. Like it's again, there's a lot of electronic stuff going on. And for Jose to do it. And just on a guitar, it's just great. Anyway, Jose Gonzalez, please, please check him out if you have not. It is amazing music. Everyone, everyone, I don't know a single person that doesn't like it. That's not true. I know one guy that doesn't like it, but that guy doesn't like anything. And if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. So it's all good. I've seen Tool live. I've seen A Perfect Circle. I've seen Pussifer live. So those are the three Maynard bands, right? I've seen them, them all live. So they're off the list. Not that I wouldn't see them all again. I would love to, but uh, I've at least done it. I've seen Dave Chappelle live and now Jose Gonzalez. I mean, that's, I don't, not that I don't ever want to see a show again or that I'm not going to continue going to, to see live performances, but I don't know if there's anyone that I'll be more excited to see than those, than those groups. Um, at least not that I'm aware of currently, but you know, Hey, things could change. So what was super cool about the the day I went to see the Jose concert was it actually happened to land on the same day that the new Tool album came out. And the new Tool album is Fear Inoculum. Um, it's been 13 years since Tool had an album. If you're not aware of, of Tool or what I think about it, then I, I invite you to go back and in, in to the Walk Show catalog and find uh, the episode where... Uh, Misha and my friend Crabtree and, and myself, the three of us all just completely explain our position on Tool and what it means to us and, and really deep dive into it. But um, yeah, 10,000 Days was the last album and I had kind of resigned myself to not thinking there was another album that was going to come out because it's been 13 years. I mean, they were <laughs> they were a band for like 15 years and came out with you know, five albums or whatever it was. And then there was another 13 years where they didn't come out with a, with an album. So it was almost as long of a span of time that they, since they had been a band in total between the last two albums. So I think it was a fair sentiment to not believe it. And there was just stuff, I mean, it felt like every year it was a new, two, new tool album this year, new tool album this year. 
and it just never happened. So I just, I got tired of having expectations and, uh, and trying to, to be excited about it. And so I just kind of let it go. Um, but it's amazing. It's, uh, it, it, they have continued their trend of not creating a bad song. Uh, and, and that's almost not fair because it's not just that none of them are bad. They're all great. Like it's all excellent. It's really, really good. Um, the songs are really long. There's basically seven tracks and, and one of those is just a, a drum solo thing, which is insane to be clear. I don't, so I don't mean to diminish it at all. Um, but it's just like a three minute drum solo kind of thing that again, super cool. Uh, but the other tracks are all at least 10 minutes long and they're just really, really complicated. They're just really complex. Um, it's, it's going to take a long time to unpack it. And especially for someone like me who doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even fully understand what I'm listening to. Right. Like I can't, I can't sit and be like, Oh, that was a cool bass note or, Oh, that was a nice, you know, chord on the guitar. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know specifically what I'm hearing all of the time. Uh, I just know that I love the sound of it. And that's, you know, that, that's how I've always judged music. I, I like music based on how it sounds and a feeling that I get from listening to it more so than looking up the words and only being concerned about that. Now, to be fair, though, th that's just my most ideal version of listening to music, I guess. And I don't even know if that's fair to say ideal. But, you know, I, I do love me some what I call <laughs> prep school, pop rap. Um, but modern rap that's not, you know, it's not Tupac or something. It's not on that level. But it's funny. It's got silly lines. Um, uh, in fact, I'll talk about some of that here in just in just a minute. But anyway, so my whole point in going into that tangent and all that was just simply to say that I'm not I'm not saying that the way I listen to music is the best way or the only way or, or whatever. I'm not trying to get into that 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 place with it. Um, either way, the, the new Tool album is 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 tremendous. Uh, it's it it's it's actually just hard for me to describe. Um, all of the things about it that are that are so great in a succinct way. Um, it it doesn't sound like the other albums at all, yet it still sounds like Tool, which is what they've done with every album they've ever put out. Maintained a consistency to their style, while at the same time breaking apart pretty heavily from from what they've done before. Um, you know, their first album, Opiate, has six tracks and really five are actually just songs. The sixth one is opiate, which is a song, but it's also got some other stuff to that track. Um, but those songs are all like under five minutes. I mean, they're all pretty short tracks. And on the way back from the Jose concert, we were listening to the new tool album. And, and so we listened to fear inoculum, the whole new thing. And then as soon as it was done, I put on opiate to kind of see what it was like to, to see, you know, where they are now and then immediately go back and jump back to where they began. Um, and it turns out opiate's still great. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's still an awesome album also, but it's wild. It's wild to hear how much change there has been. And now in fairness, you know, the, the, the band is actually different. The bass player is a different person literally than in, in now than it was an opiate. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's excellent. And there's, it, I, I will admit that I feel, I don't know if 
guilty is the right word or or what, but I recognize that I am through and through. I just, I'm a tool. I'm a tool fanboy. Like I'm, I'm sold, you know what I mean? Like, and so I've, I've seen a lot of reviews or, or, you know, people sharing their thoughts. And again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So I don't, you know, I get that, but, but to be perfectly honest, (laughs) and I know that this isn't right. When I hear someone that has a bad tool opinion, um, I just don't actually care. Um, and it, and it's not because I think that, that they're an, an idiot or something or that their taste is horrible or, or something. It's more like I just don't think they understand, which I get is totally pretentious and condescending and, and not <laughs> not true. I mean, they understand whatever they need to understand. Knowing liking Tool at a certain level is not is not a requisite for having a good life or something, and I get that, or, or being a good person or anything, but... Um, but yeah, it it like I, the way I tried to explain it to another friend was that it would be like if like let's say and I'm not, but let's say I was like an astronomer, right? So I I love I've got a telescope and I want to look out at the stars and 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 I'm looking up and it's like hey you can see Jupiter, which I don't know I don't know I don't know anything about it, so this is just a made up example. But let's say it's like hey you can see Jupiter and it's like hey like I'm I'm into this, so when I look through the telescope and I see the Jupiter, it's like it's mind blowing, right? Well, then maybe you take someone who is really like me that doesn't <laughs> the real version of me in this example that doesn't know anything about it. And they look through it and they see the telescope and they go, Oh yeah, that's cooler. Yeah, that's all right. But it's not moving to them. Well, does that mean that the thing that you're looking at isn't actually super majestic and, and beautiful and just mind bending? And no, no, it doesn't mean that. It means that they're just not that into it. And so they just don't understand it that same way. They can't see it that same way. And that's just how I feel about people that <laughs> that are, are not uh, thrilled with a new Tool album. I'm not mad at them. And I don't I don't seek to change their opinion. I don't care. Uh, I just it it's just not a valid. <laughs> it's just not a valid opinion to me. It's just irrelevant. It's just they're not they're not into it in that same way. And that's cool. They don't have to be. Um, but yeah, a lot of, I've seen, I've seen some people that are, I've not seen anyone just come out and say, just, you know, like it's terrible or something, but I've seen some people come out and be like, Oh, I'm just not that impressed with it. Or it's not what I was hoping for or or whatever, you know, whatever that is. And that's all fine. But again, I I just, I just don't think it's a a viable, uh, position. It's just irrelevant to me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so all that being said, I recognize that that's the place I'm coming from, and I recognize that that's who I am in this circumstance is the the ultimate fanboy. So take that for what it's worth. Um, you know, if you're also pretty into Tool, then I'm telling you, you're 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 in luck because it's it's tremendous. Uh, if you're not, then hey, you know, you you may agree with me, you may not, and uh, if you don't. <laughs> You're welcome to tell me, but I probably won't. I'm not going to debate it with you or something because I'm just going to assume that you just don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, and hey, that's as, that's as clean and honest as I can be about about uh, about my, my feelings on that. Anyway, the yeah, 
the album is, is so great and they're, they're, we're, we're kicking around so many ideas of what we think different things mean um misha was suggesting that he thinks maybe some of the, the tracks or if not all of them are supposed to almost serve as like companion tracks to some of the older tool songs and and maybe that's true we you know we don't really know misha and crabtree who, who were featured on that tool episode that i referenced earlier they both have dove into it a lot deeper than I have already. They've they've really gotten into the lyrics and and really just listened to it more times than I have. I mean, I think Misha said he listened to it 40 times in the first week that we had access to it. Uh, I certainly was not near that count. Um, but for me, you know, it again, like I was saying earlier, it's the way that, that I approach music and especially Tool. You know, when I listen to Tool, for the first couple of years, I didn't even know what track names were. I just knew I had albums and I would just be like, yeah, song seven, which wasn't even right because I didn't have all of the tracks. I only had the songs, but on most of their albums, they have weird little kind of one-off things that they do. And I had no, had no idea uh, what any of the songs were called. Certainly had no idea what the lyrics were. And still loved it. And so that's that's still where I remain with it. Um, with this new album, you know, obviously sometimes lyrics are obvious, but for me, a lot of times they're not. Uh, and and I, I'm just kind of letting it wash over me still. I'm just kind of letting it, just soaking it in, taking it all in. And yeah, it's uh, it's great. I'm I, I'm I'm really 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 digging it. All of all of the songs change so many times just within themselves you get a variety of of musical styles you also get a variety of vocal styles just within each song and certainly from song to song um something i said was you know on the older albums like let's take lateralist for example all right well you can listen to to let's say the grudge that's the first track and then you can listen to let's say the patient well they're longer songs and they're like you know what seven minute songs or something like that so it's, you know, it's not that they're <laughs> they're short little things, but they're very clearly their own track. And and while there's variety within those tracks and there's variety of, again, you know, in music style and, and even vocals in those in those tracks and schism or excuse me, in, in the oh, schism also, but in the patient and the grudge, they're also more contained. They're also, you know, it's still just what you would expect is one traditional kind of song. The new Tool album, it's it's like it's like it's multiple songs in each one. So it's almost hard. That's why I say it takes so long for me to unpack because it's almost harder to even understand it track to track. Because instead, it's like I have to. I'm just trying to understand it like within each track. You know all the things that are going on. Another solid recommendation is, if, if possible, listen to it through headphones. Um, they do some really cool stuff with, with the stereo and just, just simply the left and right and alternating where the noise is coming from. And it, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Fear Inoculum, again, is the name of the album. Highly recommend that, that you check it out. It's on all the streaming platforms, finally. Um, yeah. I just, if you like Tool, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It is, uh, it is lovely.
I also wanted to talk about some, some silly stuff I've been delving into lately. Um, very, very popular rapper, which I, I get that I constantly come on the show. I mean, what was it, just a couple month, weeks ago or months ago now? I don't know how long, but I came on and talked about the Marvel movie as well. You know, I missed that train by about 10 years, you know, so I get it. I get that this these people are already known quantities. Little Dicky, Lil Dicky is a rapper um, who broke onto the scene as far as I'm aware with a, a video called um, Save That Money where he a song and, and subsequent music video where he shoots an entire rap video without paying for anything. And when I say shoots an entire rap video, does a lot of the things that are stereotypical to rap videos. So goes and parties at a mansion in like Beverly Hills and goes and takes super high end luxury sports cars and is driving them down the road and like rapping and dancing along as the, the car is driving, uh, ends up on a yacht and is on a, like a yacht party thing and, and is able to, to do some of that. And it's cool. Cause in the video, he actually shows him, it shows footage of him kind of negotiating these different things. So like he goes to all these different mansions in like Beverly Hills and asks if he can get, you know, if he can have some, some time to shoot a video there, just 15 minutes and, and no one will say yes. And then finally this woman just goes right now. And he's like, yeah, just for like 15 minutes. And she goes, yeah, okay. And then that's it. I mean, there's some, they sign some stuff and that's it. And then he gets into a nightclub and he gets, he goes to a car dealership and gets access to the cars, the yacht thing. There's actually a, another rapper named T-Pain who is shooting a video and T-Pain's actually a pretty well-established artist. And so he has a lot of resources. And so, yeah, he's got this yacht with this whole crowd of people partying on the yacht and, and models to, you know, be in the video or whatever. And so then little Dicky is able to just kind of jump on and piggyback off that and use all that same set effectively for his own, his own song. So pretty cool and pretty entertaining. Um, little, little shtick, I guess you could say for, for that, that song. Um, and there's one other track I was familiar with him where he like talks to Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg acknowledges he's a legitimate rapper or something. I, I don't even really remember it that well either way. So I've known who little Dickie is for a, a few years now, but never really been that into him. Never really checked out that much. Well, there's this t TV show or radio show, I guess on it. It's YouTube as well. Not really TV, but radio show that's also uploaded to YouTube. Um, that's like shade 45 that's sway in the morning. I think it's on Sirius, the satellite radio, but so sway is this MC who is like, and when I say MC, I don't mean rapper. I mean, literal like master of ceremonies MC. Um, he's, he's awesome. He's, he's a great host. He has an awesome energy. The, the, the stuff that he says to kind of hype it all up is just, it's great. It's just super, it looks so much like so much fun to be a part of. Uh, I'm, I will admit just openly, I am jealous of Sway in the morning uh, and wish that I was, I wish that I was Sway <laughs> or that I, maybe I don't wish I was Sway. I wish I could do Sway's job, which, Hey, maybe, maybe the walk show will grow and eventually I can, but, um, but anyway, he has rappers come on his show and he just, puts a beat on and, and has them freestyle. And it's just kind of a, you know, kind of a, a test their metal kind of thing, if you will, see if they're, they're really about it. 
And yeah, he had little Dicky on, and little Dicky absolutely kills it. I mean, he kills it. Like I was, I was shocked at how good, um, how good his he was. I, I didn't think, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think little Dicky was going to be that impressive. Um, and you know, again, it's a freestyle, so that adds a lot, a lot of credit to it. But it's great. I highly recommend it. I'll put a show link. I'll put a link in the show notes or whatever so you can find it. But or you can just search on your own little Dicky Sway on YouTube. Um, it's one of the better freestyle performances that I've seen, and uh, and I actually have sat and watched a lot of the, the Sway in the Morning freestyle, so I, I feel somewhat credible in that statement. And yeah, it's great. He uh, he is is incredibly talented and a lot of fun. And yeah, that freestyle is, is incredible. Um, another person who has a pretty great freestyle now it, compared to little Dicky, it's not actually that great in fairness, but because this guy isn't a professional rapper, Shiloh Booth actually is on the, uh, is on sway in the morning and he drops a freestyle and it's, it's pretty good. Like it, I didn't, I didn't know he had that in him and it, it's pretty good. Now, right after that, in the same video, they have another dude who raps, which I don't know if the other guy is freestyling or not, but either way, there is an obvious difference between someone who raps professionally and then, you know, or, or at least is a very serious hobby of theirs. Um, you know, just because they haven't made it yet doesn't mean they don't make money doesn't mean they're not good at it. But but either way, there's a difference between someone who's there with it versus, you know, Shia LaBeouf, who obviously is an actor and, and has a lot of other things that he pursues beyond just, just trying to rap, but man, man, does he kill it? It is, uh, it is nice. It is, it is, it is a pretty nice, it's a pretty nice freestyle. So yeah, if you're looking for some entertaining rap, I would totally check out, uh, sway in the morning and then look for the little Dicky freestyle and the, the Shia LaBeouf freestyle. They're both, uh, pretty top notch. <laughs> One last thing I wanted to mention, another YouTube channel that I check out quite a bit and is, uh, it's actually a very, very popular channel. So yet again, this isn't me, you know, I'm not a hipster on any of this stuff. <laughs> I didn't find it first. I'm not Ray J. It's called D it's called Vlad TV and it's this dude, DJ Vlad, although I don't actually know if he's a DJ or not. I, I don't really know how that fits in, but he interviews primarily people from the hip hop community. And, uh, and that takes on a lot of things and it's not, it's not exclusively people from hip hop. It's mostly that, but it's not always, but he has some really, really interesting guests and some really, really interesting interviews. I mean, people talk about some really cool stuff. Um, and it's just, it's long form interviews, which as you know, I, I personally love and yeah, it's, it's really cool stuff. He's, he's got. This one, it's not really even a series because it's it's just a giant collection of interviews that are not necessarily, you know, they weren't shot to to be to paint a picture or to create a narrative, but they but they they do so still. So what that is is they've got um they've got interviews with with this dude named Mob James, who used to be in uh 
in Death Row Records, worked with Suge Knight and Tupac, was around that directly all the time. You know, it was one of the one of the dudes in that in that crew. Um, he's got interviews with this dude named BG Knockout, who is actually a so so Suge Knight and and Mob James and Tupac. Those guys are all affiliated with Bloods. Well, BG Knockout was from the same general geographical area and was but he was a crip from his neighborhood so he didn't actually hang out with those dudes but he was around the same city in the same era and they knew of each other kind of thing and and that kind of stuff and new mutual people that that become relevant in a, in a moment so um he also has interviews with these two guys who worked the um, the homicide case for Tupac. He's got another guy who, and th- these two guys worked it back when it happened. Then he's got another guy who's another police officer who worked the murder investigation back in LA. Um, and And so through all of these different interviews that he's got, in talking to these people and asking them questions about what they know, he, he, they actually just paint a pretty convincing narrative of what exactly occurred with the Tupac killing. Um, which was to me personally interesting because I mean, just within the last few months, there was another guy that came out and it was, it's some rapper's kid. I don't remember who it was, but made some comment about Tupac being alive in Madagascar. I don't know some, some bizarre place, but it, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I, I certainly have never thought, I mean, people say Elvis is, you know, around somewhere also. So it's not so much that I was confused as to whether or not I, I believed he was, he was actually dead. Certainly I did, but just really never understood what happened. There's always, there's always talk about like, oh, it was something to do with the East Coast, West Coast rap rivalry that was going on back then. Or it was something that, um, you know, it, it, it was something that was like a hit put out on, on Tupac that was planned in advance. There's another rapper who insist that I've saw on DJ Vlad when talking about this, the, the Tupac murder who insists that it was the CIA. It was a government thing. And that, um, and that any other, any other narrative is, is only in service of, of propping up this conspiracy. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I, that I think that's accurate either. And so, and the reason I don't think that that's accurate is because again, all these separate accounts from all these unconnected people, um, they basically paint a narrative where, which is not an unknown story, but where basically the night that Tupac gets killed, he was in a fight just, you know, within an hour or two before he gets killed with a dude in the lobby of the casino in in Vegas, where they were at to watch the, the Mike Tyson fight. So there's always, I mean, the, the the I've always heard speculation that it was just that guy that was related to that that killed him. Well, the story that they kind of tease out through all these different interviews on the DJ Vlad channel is about how basically there was a, a dude that ran with the death row crew, right? And that dude goes to a mall in rival gang, Crip gang territory. And has an expensive necklace on. The necklace gets stolen. He gets beat up and the necklace gets stolen by these Crips. 
So a few weeks pass or whatever, however much time, and this fight comes up in Vegas. So they go. Well, Tupac, Suge Knight, all the bloods from the Death Row crew are in are are at this casino in Vegas. Well, when they're in the lobby, and the guy who got robbed, who got his chain stolen, is also there. Or and then they're in the lobby, he points out the guy who beat him up and stole his chain, or at least was the leader of those people that did that. And so that's the the altercation that's on the closed circuit TV footage uh, that from the casino that night is is they the death row guys point hey that's the guy that took my chain and then they fight there's an altercation and you know what comes of it comes of it so they get up and leave you know after a little bit of i mean they're kicking the guy on the ground so it's not pleasant but but they but they they eventually leave well the guy who had just been beat up by the death row people is a a known gang member who uh is you know has at least a reputation of being a killer. So he's not going to just get beat up and, and let that go. Right. So him and his crew immediately get in cars and go to pursue Tupac and his crew to this club that they're all going to, to go to some after party after this fight, the, the, after the, 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 the boxing match that they're all attending. And so as the story goes, Tupac is in a car up ahead in traffic and a fan sees him from the street and starts shouting at him from the street, just like, hey, Tupac, they're just excited to see him. Well, that alerts the the rival gang members behind him to which car they're in. You know, a few minutes pass. Eventually they catch up, pull up next to the car with Tupac in it and then unload and, and ultimately shoot and kill Tupac. Now there's been there's been conspiracies that Suge Knight was actually the one that masterminded the the Tupac killing or that he was the one behind it, but that doesn't really add up because he was in the driver's seat when Tupac got shot, and it's not like you know if he did orchestrate it, it's not like he hired Navy SEALs to come in and and take Tupac out. So if you're going to be sitting right, it, it would just not make a lot of sense for him to be like, yeah, kill the guy. The plan is I'm going to sit next to him. And then you pull up and just fire guns into the car that we're both in and hope I don't get hit. And he does. Now, the truth is, is he he did survive, but I don't it doesn't really make sense that that would have been him that planned that uh, if he wanted to kill Tupac, he was really close to him. So there would have been a lot of other opportunities to do that that wouldn't require him to be sitting right next to him while you know he's getting shot. Uh, so that doesn't seem likely. Um now, the people that, that believe that this is all farce and that there has to be more something more going on, the, this, the reasons they cite is that how, how, could, the, how could the car, the, the drivers, get away in Vegas on the Strip on the Saturday night of one of the biggest boxing matches at that time in history? I mean, the traffic is packed. Like, how, it's gridlocked. Like, how... How did they get away? How did, how did the police not apprehend them? Because, I mean, there's a, a cop that's on the scene with Tupac, you know, within moments after he after he shot and the, you know, the car gets away still. Either way, um, you know, according to the investigators, they all knew who it was. They they're, they're, It wasn't a mystery. They knew who the killer was, who the shooter was, but no one would talk. 
no one would would you know because no one wants to be a snitch or whatever no one wants to be a narc they want to handle it themselves so it, it really wasn't a matter of that they didn't know as much as that in order to actually get a conviction they would need some level of cooperation from other people involved and no one else would cooperate Fast forward a few years after that, Orlando Anderson is the name of the guy who, who killed Tupac. Uh, he gets in some altercation with some guys that owe him money or something and ends up getting in a, in a gunfight and gets shot and killed. Uh, completely unrelated to Tupac and, and that situation at all. So, to me, it's just, it's incredibly plausible, the story that, they, that they've provided where Gang, gang conflict time, someone gets beat up and robbed, fast forward a few weeks, they see each other, another fight happens, it escalates from there again, and now and now someone else has got to pay, and then that's how it happened. And it, was, it makes way more sense than there being some super sophisticated conspiracy plot that no one has ever, ever been able to uncover and that no one knows how to get to the bottom of. It doesn't really, it doesn't, doesn't add up nearly as much as just, I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not from that kind of lifestyle at all and have never been exposed to it personally in that way. Um, but from all the accounts I've read and the stuff I've seen that that's the way it goes is it's people die over, over moments, you know, a moment happens, you, you beat, you beat that guy up and, and robbed him of his chain well, now it's got to escalate. Oh, you beat that guy up for doing that? Now it's got to escalate. It's just it's just moments. It's just it's all irrelevant moments, but that's that life, that's that world. It's 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 vicious and it it's primal to some extent. It's it's terrifying, frankly. But uh but anyway, kind of a tangent there. All of this is to say that DJ Vlad, Vlad TV is is really really interesting. I mean, by watching those interviews, I was finally able to piece together a story that sounded plausible and made sense, and is corroborated by a lot of different unconnected individuals uh, through those interviews. And yeah, I would have never—I don't know where else I would have found found that because even—I mean, there you know some of these different individuals on Vlad TV have books and stuff out about it, but it's just one point of view. So I would have always been a little skeptical, but. Again, kind of getting to hear it from all these different people that, again, are not in cahoots at all. Um, yeah, really made it pretty convincing for, for me. He also, though, DJ Vlad, he interviews just all sorts of people. Um, he's had He had Nick Cannon on there. Nick Cannon is a very different character than who I thought Nick Cannon was. He recently had Jalen Rose on. Jalen Rose is one of my favorite all-time people to, to listen to. Jalen Rose is hilarious. And yeah, his Vlad TV interview does not disappoint. Uh, just a, a lot of really, really interesting conversations that happen on Vlad TV and, and kind of interesting insight into uh, the world of hip-hop and that culture and just the, the things that are, are going on there.
All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you again to all the listeners, and thank you again to Nisha for everything that you've done. Uh, remember, you can always check us out on Twitter at The Walk Show Pod, on Instagram at The Walk Show, Facebook at The Walk Show Podcast, uh, and you're always welcome to email me, walker at thewalkshowpodcast.com. Thanks again. Stay up. Have a good week.